Welcome home. This is the Audio XP for the 12th of October 2019, and the title of this episode is We Are All Us, Free Adventures and a Thousand Dollar Sting. Welcome to the Geek Native Highlight Show. In this podcast, we take a look at interesting and quirky stories from the week we've just had. We're going to start small and finish big. How big? Fantasy Grounds, the virtual tabletop, published a year's worth of game stats. I filled in a spreadsheet, done the math, and worked out who the five biggest publishers on the platform are. We'll get to that at the end of the podcast. First, let's start with Misfit Studios and a fantastic survival story. Misfit Studios are Geeknator's RPG Publisher of the Month, and they are starring in the Spotlight feature. You can find a link to that in the show notes, or just by searching for Misfit Studios on Geek Native. Misfit was founded in 2003, but didn't publish their first product until 2005. What happened? Stephen Trostrom explains it on the blog, and I'll paraphrase for you. Misfit Studios invested more than $1,000 in Guardians of Order's imprint program to produce what would have been Misfit's first product. Except Guardians of Order's founder, Mark McKinnon, vanished off the radar and took Trostrom and Misfit's money. The debt nearly killed the young studio, but due to Stephen's commitment and hard work, it's now a respected publisher in its own right. Misfit even helps out other studios with their marketing. Misfit is known for superhero games like Better Mousetrap, 3rd Edition, Meta Human Martial Arts uh, for Mutants and Masterminds, and more recently, Trustrum bought the licensing rights to the post-apocalyptic survival of Darwin's world from RPG Objects. Misfit Studios has also been working on a project called PD46FX. What that project is remains a secret, but Trustrum told me it's a fan-favourite game system that's been around since the 80s, and he's been streamlining it. He says that there's a clue in the project name. Can you figure it out? I'm not confident I can. The announcement of Misfit Studios winning the October Spotlight Poll wasn't the only events of the week. Oh, and as a reminder, patrons can vote for next month's poll over on Patreon. Two other significant events since we spoke last were the 2019 New York Comic Con coming to the wrap and Chaosim's We Are All Us launching. What is there to say about New York Comic Con? I wish I could go without having to go. I mean, it sounds incredible, but it's a long track from Scotland, and I believe US Customs still kind of like to have access to your social media accounts. As a blogger, I have so many, I fear I'll be in the queue for days. Two headlines stood out for me from Comic-Com, and the first is the Star Trek Picard trailer from Amazon. There are so many old faces back again, and it sounds like it'll be a short series, one that starts to air in January next year, and I have faith that they will make it work. The other is the trailer for season two of Lost in Space. I think I like the first series. Is that odd? Surely I should know whether I liked it or not. Well, it's not always that simple. There was nothing I disliked about the show, but it didn't always hold my attention. I adore sci-fi, and I like the modern retelling and casting of some of the roles. Uh, Dr. Smith, for example, wasn't automatically an old white guy. However, sometimes it strayed into soap opera, and yeah, that's not for me. While the new trailer is stunning, I think it hints at a similar formula. 
I hope they give the show a chance, but I'm so far behind on my TV watching I might struggle. I'm still to see the next season of Cloak and Dagger, the next season of Disenchantment, Swamp Thing, or even finish Carnival Roll. Then the other event is Chaosum's We Are All Us. This is a hashtag and a series of free adventures to mark the first anniversary of Greg Stafford's death. Stafford founded Chaosum in the 70s and published White Bear and Red Moon in 1975. The last time Geek Native wrote about White Bear and Red Moon was in an article discussing whether D&D really was the first RPG. Uh, this first instance of White Bear Red Moon is a board game, as most people would define it, though. But did you know that Greg Stafford was also a shaman? Or that the name Chaosum is a portmanteau of Colosseum and Chaos? One of the things that Chaosium are doing this year are giving away free adventures for their core games. Now, you can find a list of these on Geek Native. Pop into Routinely Itemized RPG 17. That's this week's issue. Scroll down to the giant picture of Stafford and you'll find the links to all the freebies right there. There is the Lightless Beacon for Call of Cthulhu. Chaosum first released Call of Cthulhu in 1981. It was written by Sandy Peterson and it used the basic role-playing system. It was Greg Stafford who noticed that in the 90s, many of Call of Cthulhu's fans had never actually read any of Lovecraft's books. And so he decided to set up a fiction line. For King Arthur Pendragon, there's a free adventure called The Quest for the Red Blade. Pendragon was written by Greg Stafford in 1985. That also used the basic role-playing system. Uh, since then, it's been published by Green Knight, White Wolf, and Nocturnal Media, but it's now back at Chaosim again. The Sword of Kings is Chaosim's offering to 7C gaming groups. 7C is another popular game line that came from Chaosim, this time back in 1999, and which has gone around the houses and now returned back to the original publisher. I mean, it sounds like a lot of free adventures, right? But there are a few more still to go. There's the Rattling Wind from RuneQuest. Greg Stafford was the co-designer of RuneQuest. That was published back in 1978, making it one of the very first traditional RPGs. The history of RuneQuest and Gloranthia is interesting and a complex one. It's too long to fit into this little podcast. So I'll summarise and say that Stafford sold the rights to the rules under the name RuneQuest to publisher Avon Hill, However, he kept the world of Gloranthia in his hands. Well, guess what? Both are now back at Chaosium and re- reunited. Uh, RuneQuest Gloranthia was published last year. And lastly, there's Highwall Inn for HeroQuest Gloranthia. HeroQuest dates back to the days of Isseries and Moon Design. And you won't be surprised to know that both are now currently safe at home with Chaosium. That's a lot of free adventures, but if that's not enough for you, then you might like to know about the competition Geek Native is currently running. If you're picked at random, then a subscription to the Aperture Guide could be yours, and that would mean four free adventures delivered to your inbox every month for a whole year. Oh, in case it's not been clear so far, all these free adventures are in PDF form. No one is rich enough to send free softback or hardcovers around the world. I mean, think of the environmental damage that would do. That puts me in mind of the latest Kickstarter from Chad Walker called Reclaimer. Reclaimer is an RPG in which the world is dying and a great effort known as the Reclamation is trying to save it. 
this effort has been hampered by some super-rich who are building space arcs at high environmental cost and to whisk themselves and their super-rich buddies off into the safety of space. Saving the planet has become a war. In Reclaimer, the PCs are part of this war, part of the armed wing of the response to the climate crisis. Chad Walker has a habit of making great games and tapping into the zeitgeist. The last RPG I read of his was Sigmata, This Signal Kills Fascists, in which players are superheroes and part of the resistance against the fascist government in the United States. The catch? These superheroes can only tap into their power when a particular pirate radio frequency is being broadcast. The Reclaiming Kickstarter is still live and it's doing very well. Walker wanted 10 grand and as this podcast has been recorded, he's raised 15 grand and there's still nearly three weeks of funding left to run. But there's no paper book and backers are paying twice or three times the amount they need to for the PDF just because it's the right thing to do. Chad Walker promises a better than average PDF though. No more awkward scrolling on your phone through a document that was designed to be printed. He's hired Titan Effects Christian Nome to build an interactive clickable PDF that's more like a little website than a print run awaiting. Talk about timing. This same week, DriveThruRPG and some publisher partners have launched a phone PDF project. The platform has started to sell versions of RPGs and supplements in PDF that have been specially formatted to work with smartphones. Trolllord, Andrews McMeal and Onyx Path Publishing are some of the big names involved. Games like Pugmar and Zhander were free, just for a few days, in phone PDF form to mark the news. I mean, it's progress. But I've seen people ask, why didn't they just do EPUBs? That's the format that many ebooks use. Well, Drive-Thru RPG already supports EPUBs. On the left-hand side of the shop, there's a format option. It's just below the genre and just above the language option, so you can select that and limit your browsing and searching just to EPUBs there. I suppose the question is, can Drive-Thru RPG persuade publishers to produce more phone PDFs? Game publishers haven't seemed to have done very much with EPUBs. It's just a guess. But could it be that PDFs are much easier to make? I can export from Google Docs to to a PDF with a click of a button, and that's free software. I think if you look at lots of the free RPGs or the pay-what-you-want RPGs, they've been made as hobby projects, as labours of love, and not with fancy authoring software. I mean, case in point is Wizard Squad. That's a free one-page RPG you can download from Geek Native this week. In Wizard Squad, you and your fellow PCs are wizards who have to deal with dangerous magics that sometimes awaken or break through barriers left by the previous civilization. This forerunner civilization may have had more power, but it seems to have less sense because it drove itself to destruction and your world is built upon its ruins. Let's talk about Kickstarters before we wrap up. If you've been listening to earlier audio xp podcasts you will know there's been some drama around the popular crowdfunding platform they seem to be anti-union and that's causing some publishers concern in fact chad walker makes a note of saying in his reclaimer kickstarter that he'll scrap the whole project if the fledgling union asks him to this week on geek native we wondered whether buy funding was a more ethical alternative 
in this model, a publisher starts to sell a bare-bones PDF, uh, perhaps something produced as simply as I've just described with Google Docs on an export, or something as bare-bones as Wizard Squad. However, once certain sales targets are met, then the publisher promises to add more to the PDF and give that away freely as an upgrade to all the previous buyers. This is a model that DriveThruRPG does not object to and in which its free upgrade system supports. It's still a question of transparency though, because as a buyer or a backer you can't see whether or not the publisher has actually reached the sales target that they promised extra material for meeting. Let's finish by looking at that Fantasy Grounds data. No prizes for guessing that Dungeons & Dragons and therefore Wizards of the Coast dominate. It's more surprising to see that AD&D making the top 10. I popped all that data into a table, added families of games together and worked out the totals by publisher. Based on last month's stats, then Wizards of the Coast are more than 10 times as popular as the publisher in second place. It's uh, Pazio Publishing with Pathfinder 1, 2 and Starfinder who have that second place. In third place, it's Pinnacle Entertainment Group. How? Well, I'm giving them credit for all the Savage World games played on Fantasy Grounds. And last month, there were nearly 3,000 of those. In fourth place, it's Chaosium, thanks to Call of Cthulhu. But there's a tie for fifth place. And it's shared between Steve Jackson Games, thanks to GURPS, and Trollord Publishing, thanks to Castle and Crusades. Are you surprised to see some of those old school titles making the list? I thought it was kind of nice to see. Thanks for listening. Until next week.